Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Yesterday we saw Paul who planted the church at Corinth. So cool because we're planting a church right now. If you're using our curriculum, if you're using JCM curriculum, welcome aboard. This is so cool. God has been using the stuff that you're using here at the Redemption Church first. And God has used it to save souls who are far from God. He's used it to equip saints for works of ministry. The whole thing is part of a master plan. I advise you, go in order because it's all part of a liturgy. To begin with the Gospel of John, see what the Spirit can do in Acts, train people in apologetics, train them in evangelism, cover some of the basics of doctrine, like the ordinances. And now in 1 Corinthians, we learn about polity. We learn how the Redemption Church is built upon sound theology. And after this, we're going to go into 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and and some of you guys are going to be mad at me just because I read what the book says. But that's okay. We're still starting out. All of it begins, however, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul advises his own successor, who was Apollos, and anyone who comes thereafter, that God's the one who makes the thing grow. And anyone who builds on a foundation needs to be careful. You got to be smart how you build on the foundation of a church plant. It's built on Jesus. If somebody comes teaches something other than Jesus, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We've seen this happen at churches all around Seattle. I'm blessed now to meet more and more pastors who are true to the word of God. That's exciting. I'm a part of a network of pastors now all around Seattle who are, are faithful to the word of God. We may disagree on some of the finer points of theology, but like these men love Jesus and they're true to his word. That's exciting to me. A lot of us are pastors of small churches, but this is how it starts. This is how, in fact, how it started and how it always goes. If you build on this foundation, it must be congruent with Jesus. When the churches in our area deviate from Jesus and they, they close their Bibles, and you don't hear so much from this, and you don't, you don't point to Jesus, you start pointing to social virtues, or I'm astounded by how frequent this is and how even trite this is. And when I say trite, I mean trite in the millennia old sense. You point to sexual ethics, like your new source of truth. I mean, dude, that is straight up Ephesus. That is straight up Corinth. That is straight up Sodom and Gomorrah. It's nothing new about that. It's not innovative. It is astounding to me how often pagan worship entails illicit sexual acts. And people think like, oh, I'm worshiping right now. And it's not, it's just illicit sex. You're being duped, man. That was built into the foundations of Mormonism. That's been used as, as well in numerous conversion stories with Islam. That it's all about, ultimately, it, it, people are, in, men especially, are enticed in by promise of limitless, illicit sex. That was some of the teachings of Brigham Young. That was that's some of the teachings in the Quran. That's some, that's the classic teachings in the worship of Artemis. That's the worship of also, you know, Diana. That's, that's often found in pagan worship. And now... Christians, likewise, are duped by this. They'll deviate from Jesus, deviate from the word of God, and then start just condoning illicit sexual practices. And they think that they're virtuous. They think they're enlightened. You're just repeating the exact same mistake. You're taking the exact same off-ramp that people have been taking away from God over and over again. And guess what happens in those churches? They all collapse. They always crash and burn. The Seattle Times will write about the story after the church goes from like 5,000 to zero when... The pastor, who was compromising on sexual ethics, ends up, he, he, he compromises on sexual ethics, and then the church leaves, and everybody railroads him, and they say, like, look at this, look at this mean congregation who, oh, wait, I messed up. Sorry, let me retake. Uh, yeah, 259. Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 1 Corinthians. We're in chapter 3, verse 12. This continues from what Paul talked about in the previous verse. 
God is the one who makes the church grow. Paul planted the church at Corinth. Apollos watered it. God made it grow. The foundation is Jesus. And so you got to be careful how you build on that foundation. It's got to be Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus. Anything else, it's going to collapse. Ask many of the churches in the Seattle area. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. Within the Seattle area, first, the good news. I'm really, I'm really excited by the pastors that I've been able to meet who are true to the word of God. We may disagree on some of the finer points of theology, but man, I, I'm blessed to know these men of God who are pastoring churches, most of them very small for now, <laughs> who love the word of God and who are true to the Bible, are gonna say what it says no matter what. That is thrilling to me. Because there are some skeletons of once massive churches that compromised on the word of God. And as a result, they fell. I mean, it, it, they should have taken this advice in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that Paul laid the foundation like a master builder. That foundation is Jesus Christ. And then Apollos built on that. And anybody who builds on that needs to be careful how they build. Likewise, churches in the Seattle area would compromise. They would close their Bibles. When you see, you come to church, you don't have to open your Bible. You're not really hearing from God anymore. You're hearing from a dude. You're hearing from a human. You're hearing from somebody's teaching. And over and over again, this is why we started our apologetic series off with sexual ethics. It will be a compromising on something that is related to sexual ethics. Sexual ethics is compromised in such a way that it becomes virtuous to let go of God's standard. That's not new. That's Artemis worship, Diana worship, that's Sodom and Gomorrah, that's every dead church in the Seattle area, area where they have these mammoth husks of what, what were once great churches. Then the pastor compromises on sexual ethics so he's not at odds with one of his staff members or his child or friend or something like that. And then the people of the church who know their Bibles, the Bereans within the congregation, they leave and then the Seattle Times writes this article, these mean Christians, discriminated against their own pastor because he's so enlightened. It's not new. It's a classic tale that's been told and retold over and over again. They deviated from scripture and they tried to build on another foundation. They deviated from Christ. And as a result, they lost their anointing. As a result, they leave some, uh, some big buildings up for grabs, Redemption Church. So let's give. <laughs> this is how Paul continues on that teaching about the foundation being Christ, nothing else. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, all right, does the three little pigs come to mind here? The fire's coming. It's going to test the quality of what's been laid down here. If it's built out of straw, it's going to go away. If it's built on feel-goodery and a cult of personality, it's going to go down. If it's built on if it's built on Jesus Christ, it's indomitable because the fire is coming and it will test the quality of each one's work. The fire is coming. Peter would write along the same theme about the faith of believers. Your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes though refined by fire, may be proven genuine. That's the reason for your trials and tribulations you've had to suffer. This coming fire that tests the quality of, of each man's work. He's speaking to church planters here. He's speaking to you and me. Okay, I know that I'm the pastor of the church plant, but you're a church planter too if you're part of the Redemption Church. This fire is coming. It will test the quality of each man's work. 
let it all come back to Jesus, let it all come back to Christ and him crucified, because that is indomitable, that is irrevocable, that is eternal, that's from before the foundations of the earth. The fire is coming. Don't be shocked when it comes, like something odd were happening here. The fire is coming. It will test the quality of what we built here. Let it be built on Jesus. Bring on the flames.